Today on the Little Dum Dum Club, a great new episode with guests John Safran and Dave O'Neill. The Little Dum Dum Club is on Patreon. If you want to support the show and get two bonus episodes every week, you can do that. LittleDumDumClub.com is where you can find the link to that. We also have uh, some live shows on sale at the moment. You can roll the dice. You can get a ticket. We're going to come to you at some point. We've got the merch on there as well. Heaps of great stuff. So check out the website, LittleDumDumClub.com. We will talk to you more at the end of this episode in Talking Dum Dum. But until then, enjoy this great new episode with John Safran and Dave O'Neill. Yeah. Mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow, and with me, as always, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. G'day, dickheads. And joining us today, two very special guests. Please welcome back into the Little Dum Dum Club, John Safran and Dave O'Neill. Yes. Yes. Shalom, salam. How are you? Two very different backgrounds. John is zooming in from the library. We've got Dave O'Neill in the backyard of his house. It's taken him 20 minutes to get online, so we are just... Raring to go over here, well, Dave. Okay, why? Why are you? Why are you in the backyard? We, we're recording something. <laughs> we want the best possible sound and audio. And you're out next to your fucking scarecrow. Why? Why are you out the there? Like, because the house is full of three kids homeschooling. So they've all got to have oh, one right. separate room. Then there's my wife. I've got the Zoom room. I've got. I, I could go in there, but I, I don't know. I like that. Yeah. Like thing outside. Why wouldn't you go in the room that's named after the thing you're doing right now? I'm going to be telling an emotional story, and then suddenly, like, there'll be seagull squirts <laughs> coming from your mic. Yeah. Before yeah, you got the- here, there was 15 minutes of John stressing that his mic was working properly and that we were going to get the best quality audio from him, and then Dave comes in and he's like lying on the footpath. His camera is on the on a side yes. angle. Yeah. <laughs> on a pop plant. It's on a pop plant. Well, and also the guy sometimes starts up his mower. So you listen to the guy start the mower next we, door. We can see That'll the wind good. blowing the trees. So it's, I like it's being like outside. Be beautiful audio quality coming up. What I love as well is, so Dave, you've come Recording. out and you took 15 minutes to figure out how to open Zoom and get in this chat. Um, then the phone was sideways. Now yeah. we can see the name of your phone on the Zoom meeting, and it's Dave O'Neill's iPhone R. So you could, you haven't even figured out how to name your iPhone fucking properly. <laughs> no, no. Well, my wife always comes up as Excelsior Force. I don't know why. So yeah, it's just one of those random things. I don't know. It's I don't just know, one of those random things. <laughs> okay, okay, boomers. I'm, I'm Jack. So, I'm, so. I'm absolutely looking forward to it. For, for people that are listening to this episode at home, don't be weirded out when we seem like we're talking to Dave O'Neill and you hear no audio at all because he's forgotten to hit record. So um, sorry about <laughs> that, everyone. <laughs> I have hit record, but sometimes my recorder stuffs up. So anyway, it'll, it'll be good. It'll be quality. Right. Yeah, John great. Safran's here. We, we used to work together, me and John, years ago. Good friends, and uh, what can I say? It's was, he, was he your tech support, and that's why you're in the fix you are in there? <laughs> <laughs> he was my one uh, person of colour friend, so I'm a different oh. background. <laughs> wow. And the colour was white. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but one of the original citizens of the world, uh, Carl, a Jewish person, because there weren't many oh. Jews in Ringwood. There weren't, just weren't many. I don't know. But once right, I met John, right. I, was, I got right into it. 
right into it. I, did, I didn't know I was your token Jewish friend. I thought you just liked me as a person. <laughs> 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 didn't yeah. realize you were checking the box, yeah. That's that's. I was just Dave think, hearing all the stories about the the Jewish con- controlling the media and trying to get more gigs. That's all that was. Sorry, John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You guys uh, worked together on community radio back in the day. Um, uh, yes. Triple R, kind of a, a breeding ground for a lot of great radio talent. And uh, Dave, it's good to see that you've taken that experience that you had on community radio and somehow managed to go backwards in terms of your broadcasting ability. From <laughs> doing that Sitting outside in a in a wind a windswept backyard. Uh, yes, but you know, yeah, you know, John has got something in common with you guys. He was a big teenage comedy fan, isn't that right, John? Didn't you used to like stalk the DJ, or was it hey hey? I, Oh, yeah, I yeah, used to talk to DJ. Yeah, yeah, me and my friends, we used to, when the D-Generation did outside broadcasts on their Eon FM show um, before it became Triple M, we'd go and, uh, yeah, I guess stalk them would be a way. We'd, um, we'd go to their to the Swagman restaurant when they did an outside broadcast there. Oh, we're, they did. We're, the swag. When it burnt the down. Tram. It... They did an outside broadcast yes. on the tram and we went to that. And then, like, years later, because we were... W- uh, wagging school, and we had our Jewish skull caps on. So years later, when I got into the media myself, like they remembered me as the little, oh, like, oh wow, as the guy again. So it was very emotional. Yeah, accounting you as their one Jewish friend again. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can we go back to the swag because they also did a broadcast when it, that's a famous theatre restaurant in the outer suburbs of Melbourne in the seventies and eighties, and it burnt down. Did they? They did one when it burnt down. Did you go to the one when wow. it was still standing or when it burnt down? No, nah, still standing. Right. Still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a- so it was a th- it was a theatre restaurant called the Swagman. So yeah. it was just what's the concept? Throwing their meal into the billabongs or what? How does no, that? No, it had a floor show, didn't it, John? So I remember going there and seeing the Minogue sisters got up and sang a song like in the eighties. And what? Yeah, yeah. And they had they had a jingle. It's a Swagman with the floor show that we're famous for and a smorgasbord. They had a very famous a jingle. That went better than that, but it was a big deal yeah. going to the Swagman. <laughs> Not famous enough for you to remember it. But no, yeah, no, sure. no. With a, yeah, with a, with, a, with a floor show that we're famous for. Yeah, they had dancing girls. They had like a comedian come out and do jokes. And then they just had this big smorgasbord. And it was huge. It was huge. Yeah. But um, the, it was what sort are the, of. Uh, it was what sort are the theatre restaurants doing in lockdown? Do you reckon they're still open for takeaway? But you just like. <laughs> you, just turn up, you just turn up to get your stuff in a Tupperware container and you just get like five minutes from someone who's dressed as a witch. Like they just do like a bit of patter as they're handing over your <laughs> yeah, noodles or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Vampire says that sucks or something because they're always really bad at the comedy. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be great if they insisted on the Uber Eats uh, driver to dress as a hunchback when they dropped off the palm or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, the irony is you go to a theatre restaurant, there's very little theatre and very little restaurant in that place, I can tell you right now. Mm. Wow, take no prisoners, take no prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> Just go, go. Go, going the swag man. Close the gun down. Fucking, it's a fair while since you've been on, and we've gotten more controversial in that time. We don't, we don't yeah. give a fuck who we are. Well, I've, I've heard about this new thing about how you're only allowed to punch up. So now I'm seeing you in action. <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, that's how well this podcast has gone for the last ten years. It's still punching up for for us to abuse a, a restaurant that's gone out of business. Yeah, so. thirty years ago. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when you, you also hey hey? Did you go on hey hey, John? Did you go on hey hey? I... Yeah, that's that's true. Um, 
Oh, was that two... you under the blackface? Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Jackson Jive. You were part of the Jackson Jive. <laughs> my sister got on with my dad. What? When they had, it, when it was live, and we went down because they said, if your dog can do a trick, come down. So my dog could jump mm-hmm. through a, and you'll like this detail, Dave oh. O'Neill, a big M hula hoop. <laughs> and, <laughs> so it was like a pink big M hula hoop. Yeah. So do ten minutes of big M. Hey, hey, up. what? Hey, what flavor? What flavors do we remember? What flavors? There was blueberry. There was. Uh, th- yeah. Anyway, keep going. Keep going. There were some rare flavors. Oh. Bring, bring out rare flavors. He could only jump through an egg flip big M hoop for like before a month or two before they took it away. Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't allowed on. I wasn't allowed on because I was under sixteen. So I just had to stand in the, uh, in the. In, in the crowd, in the curtains or whatever, when my sister and dad got on whilst my dog Benji did a trick. And then years later, there was a great Aussie joke and they announced that they were going to film it at a local or a relatively local shopping centre. So I went down there and I, I told two jokes and oh. both of them got on the great Aussie joke. Oh, wow. oh. With Murray Fields. Oh. The Murray, <laughs> That's with Murray Fields. Hell of a strike rate. Yeah, that mongrel, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Shane yeah, Bourne. Yeah, I think so. Murray Fields. Oh. And Shane but, Bourne. But to be fair, the Great Aussie joke was all about mm. old jokes, wasn't it? It's not like you made up these two jokes. These were just two jokes you no. stole from somewhere else. No, no, no. One was uh, one was an old one. One was an oh, original. Co- co- one was a cover oh, version. Really? So the so the cover version was something like this, if I remember correctly. It's like a man. Um, oh God, what's a wanted poster joke? Oh, it's yeah. a sort of like. Um, Oh God, I can't even remember it. But it's about the whole thing of a wanted post. A wanted post uh, also means wanted. Can you think of that? Whatever that old joke is, like yeah, I think Dave still does that in his act, don't you, Dave? (laughs) Christmas cracker joke. Oh, it's something like oh, he goes into there's a bank saying wanted. Wanted for robbery or something like a wanted. I don't know why he goes up and places on the poster or something like that. I I can't. can't, We'll yeah. need a writer's room to kind yeah, of like gotta, punch up yeah. that joke yeah. or whatever. <laughs> You've got the bones of it. And the but, bones of it But works. then the yeah. second one was an original. I said, this, this is my original that I made up all myself. I said, what, what happens when you combine uh, Paul Hogan with a mushroom? What do you get when you cross <laughs> Paul Hogan or whatever? Crocodile fungi. Oh, yes. Oh, there, and, we uh, yes. Oh, there we go. There we go. That, that, that because, holds up. Like I said, that, that up. might be that might be the one original joke that was like read out on that segment. They were all supposed to be old jokes. Yeah. yeah. So you've oh, yeah. You know, at what age were you? Fourteen or fifteen or something like that. You've, then you've, I might have been fifteen or something. I reckon that's that's some balls on you to, to see a segment called the Great Australian Joke and go. Yep. I can write a, one of the great Australian jokes, and I'm only 15. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll give it and it was accidental. I didn't even think it through that way, but because it's a Paul Hogan thing, it is an Aussie joke. It's wow. technically, yeah. yeah, it's a very Aussie joke. Yeah, and it's evergreen wow. too. The great thing about that joke is that the fucking PC police can't come and take it away from you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Nothing's ever going to change how funny it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Speaking of stalking comedians at a young age, Dave, I just remembered this earlier. I was When I was in... Year 12, I remember being on Schoolies Week and I remember I'd started comedy by that point. I was talking to you on the phone for some reason and I was obsessed with the fact that you had a link. I was grooming you. Yeah, I was grooming you. (laughs) (laughs) I was obsessed with the fact that you had a link to John Safran. I remember very vividly being on the phone to you because I was a huge John Safran fan and being like, oh, you know... 
you know, Saffron, like, what's it, you know, oh, what's he really like? And just just the, remembering that now, like, what a what a cringe memory. Just on schoolies taking time out from drinking to talk about <laughs> to talk about John Saffron's Music Jamboree with Dave O'Neill. Imagine that, Tommy. Imagine being on the phone talking to Dave O'Neill about John Saffron, <laughs> like we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, there are a few drunk 18-year-olds just out of camera too, so uh, yeah. I should get back to it. Yeah, someone asked me for John's number. People are always obsessed by John. Someone asked for your number the other day, John, and I gave it to them. I can't remember who it was. Just some random dude on the street. (laughs) (laughs) Fleety. Was it Fleety? But uh, yeah, John, you are uh, you are here. Of course, you've uh, you've got the new book uh, that is out this week. That is a a big part of why we've got you on to to kind of. Um, you're on the junket for that, so to speak. Now, we, we were wanting to do this in person, but, yeah, we're all locked down, so we're all in the house. We can't, um, we, we can't do this in person, obviously. Uh, your publisher was going to send us a copy of the book. Uh, the book has not turned up yet. In fact, I think it's actually wow. a huge chance of turning up at my house midway through doing this. So if there's a knock at the door, I will be going and answering it and getting the book off the postie and... Just having a bit of a skim here for 45 minutes or so. Um, if you guys yeah, don't sitting and, in the and also, well, like, it's a bit shocking because we did, you know, every time we have you on, it's because you've got a book out. So it means we have you on every, you know, two or three years or something like that. And you're the only author we ever have on this show. So it does seem like we only read one book every two or three years <laughs> and, and, it's, and it's yours. And this, and this time we don't even read a book. So we, it might be another three or four oh. years that we read another book. No, I can come on again after you read the book. Oh, great. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Do a right. John, remember, your last book was about extremists, wasn't it? Where you went and hung out with uh, yeah. uh, different types of extremists. And me and you, I had to interview you at the Yarraville Cinema about your book. That's right. And and a, a woman yeah. asked a question, why aren't there any women in your book? Remember that? And um, and then you, 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 <laughs> oh yeah, that was fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but as you were trying to point out, all the extremists are men. They're all idiots. They're all men. And then and then and then and then, yeah, then you, that's a good thing. And then you said, I don't want to mansplain it to you, but all the <laughs> remember that. And then and then <laughs> I think I think I possibly used the expression clan splaining. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you went into you went into you went into a detail. There was some back and forth with this woman, and I went, all right, all right, next question. And then the next question, this woman goes, I want to know why John didn't answer that woman's question. <laughs> Do you remember that? Oh God, it was funny. First of all, there were women extremists in my book, but I. I guess it was like bent in favor of more male extremists yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, well, but it just seemed like a weird angle. Like I'm unwoke because yeah. I'm like showing more yeah. more male clansmen than female yeah. clansmen. I, I, I did think I did think you should have had more people of color as white nationalists in your book. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was pretty it's offensive. A, yeah, it's a strange response. This documentary about white supremacy does not pass the Bechdel <laughs> test. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Remember afterwards at Yarraville, yeah. they had a huge pile of your books uh, for you to sign, and the woman goes to me, and there was a big line for people wanting their books signed, and the woman goes, and Dave, we've got some of your books, if anyone wants one. I'm like, nah, that won't be necessary. Remember that? That was really <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> like, no one wanted my book. I'm like, Did you get your mic? don't even get them out. It's embarrassing. i got to go. I had to go. Anyway, I got my chock top and went. We we haven't we haven't mentioned the name of it. John Saffron's book Puff Piece. So oh, it's yeah, out this okay. week if you listen to it yeah. straight away. Yes. Um, and it is true that we didn't get a copy. Uh, like we said, neither of us got the copy. We were promised a copy each. Um, but 
I wasn't completely surprised that it didn't turn up because, to be fair, it was going through your publisher, who is also the same publisher that published our friend Bell Gibson's book. So I thought maybe there wasn't a lot of um, <laughs> that's wasn't a, a lot of um, that's a great read trust in that in that company anyway. The only time I ever got in trouble with um, my old editor, who because who, they're really nice people at Penguin, and, and you know they know I'm a bit of a clown and I'm poking poking bears and stuff like that. And with my but with my last editor, I said something about. Bella Gibson or whatever, like I made some little joke, um, <laughs> like in a text or in an email, like, yeah. oh, can, can you sort of, I, I can, it was just like a little throwaway thing. It was just like a reference almost like, oh, I hope this has got sort of, I hope my book has, is as sort of smooth sailing as the <laughs> Bella Gibson. Or something. Just something totally like, and it was the only time, it was the only time I saw like the teeth anger in my oh, editor in the reply yeah, wow. reply email where it's like yes that is the first and last time you get to make a <laughs> Bella Gibson joke <laughs> Bill Gibson seems like the sort of thing where in another time it would have been part of an explosive John Safran investigation where it's like yes. you going undercover at the African church where she's been hanging out to try and like smoke her out or whatever yes. so Bella Gibson she did a like a health wellness or whatever yeah. that it'll, be, it, yeah. it'll be annoying people at home just just if we can, if we can get this straight, it would be annoying people at home. It's Belle Gibson. Her name's pronounced Belle, unless that's a new non diplume she's using now to get another book. But, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm just saying because yeah, I'm just trying to like make the listeners less annoyed because there'd be people who like don't know who Belle Gibson is, yeah, and will be like bashing their head against like tell us who she is. So she was like accused of being into pseudoscience and. Saying she had cures for things, so a bit Pete Evansy maybe. She said she, she had cancer. Yeah. She said she had cancer. Yeah. And, and, oh, and said, that's right. She yeah, had she cancer. said she had it, yeah. but she didn't, and she got better through eating fruit and vegetables. Yeah, yeah. And then the yeah. police. Wow. Remember the police raided her share house in Northcote to try and get some money. To like they were carrying out like the TV and stuff. It's like, well, how much are you going to yeah. get for that for the creditors? Like twenty bucks. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah, John, we, uh, we've been talking about her for a little bit. I, I bought a, so that she brought out a cookbook, which was like, um, these are all the recipes that I cooked that have helped me cure my cancer. And then it all, you know, came out that she'd been making it all up. And I bought a copy of the cookbook on eBay. Um, I've got it sitting in my house. And this is, this is the grand, when we're, when we're back to doing the podcasts in, in the room, the first one we do is going to be catered by me cooking from the Bell Gibson, the whole pantry wellness cookbook. So Great. It truly is, it truly is the cancer vaccine. We, we're yeah. all going to be well, uh, my, 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 my new book's kind of the opposite of that puff piece because it t- tells you how to get cancer. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so the two books don't, don't have the same two books in the same bookshop or they'll cancel each other. Right, right. right. <laughs> so it's about Philip Morris International who are like the Melbro people. And how they've got a brand new product out, which they're, uh, and it's not a vape. That's where it gets a bit tricky and confusing because it's their entry into the world of vaping as sort of like, oh, if you're into vaping, maybe do this instead. But it's not actually a vape. It's more a cigarette, like a hybrid between a vape and a cigarette. Wow. But there's, wow. they, that's not how they describe it. They describe it as this third thing. They've just made up a new word and it's called, a heat stick. Nice. So, uh, nice. <laughs> so one of the origin stories is that... Oh, also, by the way, John, did, how, imagine making up something that's lamer than a vape. That's insane. 
<laughs> so the European Union said we're going to ban all menthol cigarettes. And I think they'd want to ban all cigarettes, but it's kind of like you have to start somewhere. And they think menthol are the ones that younger people get into and people who don't smoke at all. That's going to be the gateway one because menthol isn't as harsh on your throat or whatever. So the European Union just says, we are banning all menthol cigarettes across all of Europe. You're not allowed to produce them. You're not allowed to sell them. And Philip Morris goes, okay, cool. No, cool, 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 cool. We'll go along with that. And then they go, oh, oh by the way, we've got this... Um, new product um it's not a cigarette it's a heat stick Love it. and they show it <laughs> and it's and what it is is tobacco wrapped in paper with a filter at one end that you plant between your lips inhaling <laughs> nicotine and tobacco into your lungs but what but it's not a cigarette but it's not a cigarette it's a heat stick wow. and um and amazingly it worked because like all these lawmakers in Europe had been like working on this uh, legislation to ban menthol cigarettes and they just did not put in their heads what happens if Philip Morris just puts out this cigarette and says it's not a cigarette and calls it a heat stick. <laughs> so they, they, they're freaking geniuses. They're so clever. So, so, so how did you get onto this? How did you get onto the heat stick? Oh, yeah. So talk about hiding in plain sight. So I was just... Uh, I was just reading in the newspaper one day and a few a couple of years ago and there was a full page ad put bought by Philip Morris saying that they're gonna close down as a cigarette company and they're gonna relaunch as a health enterprise. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> and I thought, this is wild, right? And so and I thought maybe it's true. Like maybe this is like when apartheid ended in South Africa. Because yeah. like cigarettes are this, cigarettes are this weird thing where they just seem like the most unzeitgeist issue ever. It seems like so nineteen seventies to be talking yeah. about cigarettes. A bit like, you know, compared with other like issues, yeah, like I, whatever, I do like, find it. I do find it a bit weird now when I see like a like a young girl like smoking, smoking on the street. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. that's that's so weird. That's so like twenty years ago. It does yeah. seem weird. <laughs> oh yeah. On the one hand, it is. So it's like like people still care about so many things these days, as they should. So there's all these contemporary issues that's good people care about. There's like Black Lives Matter and there's trans rights and there's all these things that are really of-the-moment issues. And then you've got this thing, cigarettes, that just seems like, I don't know, like a, a, a 1970s women's weekly yellowing yeah. in a box yeah. in a garage <laughs> as yeah. an issue. But yeah. then on the other hand, it's the number one human uh, health crisis in the world. Like yeah. 8 million people die each year of cigarette-related illnesses. And, you know, only 52 million people die of everything. So <laughs> it's like this it's, – it's both like the it's top 20%. health crisis. Yeah, wow. And also it just seems like – that just seems like the most unzeitgeist issue at the same time. So that's part of the reason. Anyway, so Philip Morris uh, on the back foot, it's like people are – doing genuine things that are going to shut down their business. And they just come up with this word game and they win. And then yeah. I just didn't get it because it was like no one else was covering it. Yeah. And I was like, how come, how can this be? And so I kind of like chased that, that adventure and I kind of, yeah, I started learning about their heat stick and they, you put it into this device called an ICOS, an IQOS, which they claim, uh, they claim that it heats up Unlike a cigarette lighter, they claim that this device will heat up the heat stick to an incredible degrees degree, but won't actually let it catch a light. 
So therefore, even though it's like generating this discharge that looks like smoke and is nicotine and tobacco in the form of a discharge, they say, technically speaking, it's not smoke. It's like an aerosol. So, <laughs> oh, God. An aerosol. Wow. <laughs> and there's so many little... What? And the, the, and the book is just like me basically being duped all the time because they're so clever with their misdirection that you... I start chasing down all these uh, uh, all these things. Like, for, for instance, the first thing I found out, like, I'm looking up aerosol in the dictionary because I don't know what aerosol... I don't know what any of these things are where I start this book. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what combustion is really and all this stuff. So I have to, like, go back to the source, like, the dictionary. Oh, what's combustion? And, like, what's what actually is aerosol? And then I'm reading in the dictionary aerosol and they go... They're talking about examples of aerosols and one of them is smoke. So I'm like, hang on. So the fact that this is aerosol doesn't necessarily mean it's not smoke. And then I start chasing down this whole, is it smoke or is it not smoke? Which I kind of won't get into much here just because it's like might be finicky or something like that. But then, so I'm chasing, they're saying it's not smoke, but some scientists say it's smoke. Is it smoke? Is it not smoke? Blah, 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 blah. So I go down that rabbit hole and then it like occurs to me that because that the deadly thing in a cigarette it's true that the deadly thing in a cigarette is smoke, but the more accurate deadly accurate version of that, the deadly thing in a cigarette is the tar in the smoke. Uh. Right. So therefore, therefore, just so this thing isn't smoke, it's aerosol for whatever. Let's say it's not smoke. If this aerosol still has tar in it, yeah. like who cares that it's not smoke? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so what if they so rebadge? What if they rebadge Taras? Then surely they've got a different name. For oh, the they do. Oh, it's it's amazing. They rebrand because um, the the thing that kills you in a cigarette, the main thing is the tar, and uh, and so if you look at this Icos and the heat stick online, there's no mention of tar. It doesn't have tar, yeah. and it's because they've re they've reworded tar. Nicotine-free dry particulate matter, yeah. and oh. so <laughs> there is tar. It's just got a new word, and they're so clever at it. I was reading like a scientific uh, article in a journal where they're against Philip Morris. This journal—that's a perspective of it of this thing, and the the scientists there were still confused by this, and they'd kind of made a flub in their findings because Philip Morris had successfully tricked them that. Like nicotine-free dry particulate matter isn't tar, and also just look at how ingenious they are. And this is like one thing I didn't figure out. This is how clever they are. I didn't even figure this out until after the book was published. So this is like an afterword, like where I was like driving one day and going, "Oh my god, I got duped about something else." Which is so. <laughs> they, so the deadly thing in a cigarette is tar. So their solution to that is in this not cigarette that's not generating smoke but aerosol they're saying that it's generating nicotine free dry particulate matter right but even their rewording is audacious because it contains the phrase nicotine free so but a cigarette including this heat stick they're like infamous for being the most infamous nicotine product on on earth <laughs> and and that they've isolated the bit of the cigarette that isn't the nicotine bit, and and then use the word nicotine-free, dry particulate matter. So now when they talk about this 
nicotine product, the most infamous in the world, they get to use the expression nicotine free because they've one, done, they've, isol- they've right. isolated a bit of, of the cigarette that is doesn't have nicotine. Oh. They're so clever. Got, However much they're getting paid, they're not getting paid enough. Those executives. I've got a question: Are there any women in the book? <laughs> oh, there are. <laughs> well, John, yeah, because because we hadn't gotten the book yet, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to um, know a little bit more about it, and I, I went looking for. There's one review that's been published of the book in the Australian. It's a uh, it's a really good review. It's behind the paywall, so I paid for a subscription so that I could uh, oh, wow. look at the review just Dude, to kind of hang on, just to you kind of paid, try and drag yeah. any little bits you, out of here. You paid for a subscription to the Australian newspaper. Why didn't you just go out to the airport and get it for free? Yeah, <laughs> get on a plane. <laughs> I do famously live in Tullamarine, just a short four and a half kilometres from the airport. Very handy. Um, yeah. But it's a, it is the guy's really positive about the book. But what I love about the review is that he he's like. He's really into it, but he at the start of the review, he goes, I have a feeling that a lot of people aren't going to read the book, so I'm just going to list all the important details about what Philip oh, Morris no. have done what? just so that people can be educated about it because I assume that people aren't going to read this book. It's like uh, very weirdly like, it. positively. Uh, <laughs> it's positive, but it's kind of, it's kind of a weird it's kind of a weird mission statement of the. Well, of he's, the he, he was the like. guy. He said he, oh, John Safran's like those chaser guys who just does stunts, didn't he, John? That's what he said, didn't he? He's just yeah, like let, one of those chaser okay, let, guys. I'll show you what they said. It was, a, it was a really quote. good. It was a good thing. This is the opening sentence of the review in the Australian. Uh, Puff piece is an important book. I was surprised because I did not think John Safran wrote important books. I thought he was he just did stunts like the Chaser Boys, but without any mates. <laughs> so. See, that's that's the thing. This is risky from this bloke because I know who wrote the review, and this is a guy yeah. not that far away from you, John, because he's oh, he's really? a funny writer. He's he's put out books himself. He's who? he's this deadly thing where it's like he's a he's a comedy writer. Who is it? He's putting out funny yeah. books before, and now he's turned comedy reviewer. His so- name's Mark. Dappen. Oh yeah, yeah, he, um, yeah. He he's serious, yes. serious books. Yes. He wrote serious no, books. About- you look back. He, I used to read his stuff. Like he wrote funny books maybe 10, 15 years ago. So he's like one of these. There's a few of these. Doesn't in, he do one about comedy. war? Didn't he do one about yes. war or something? Yeah, or but he, I think wrong? he's got. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's a bit like you, John, because he he started off you know a bit quirky and funny, and then he got a bit more serious, and now he's gone to full the worst possible thing. He's gone reviewer. <laughs> yes, true. Oh. But I took I took it in the way it was meant to be taken. He's definitely like it's like a little roast. It's like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, but in great. a fun fun way. Like I really liked it. I, I think I he's saying... seen you on greatest the greatest Australian joke thirty odd years ago and thought <laughs> I'll take this guy down one day. This yeah. this crocodile Dundee joke is too gonna... good. Yeah, I was just saying. I was like texting people. I go, I just cannot believe it. It's like a glowing review plus a lol roasting of me. Yeah, it's like it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just the best. I was doing also, that thing like what like because everyone loves a roast, or at least we used to. Before, and so I was a bit there doing that thing. You know, when you when someone's getting roasted on one of those comedy specials, yeah, and mm-hmm. the guy getting roasted goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's, crazy. that's how. Yeah, that's how I was reading. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I couldn't. Oh, well, but I'm surprised you got a glowing um, review from the Australian. I would have thought they would have been pro cancer in there at uh, in the Murdoch Press. They would have been they're, they're the, oh, they're fucking well. Evil. This shows they're impartial because I, I mean I don't really concentrate on it that much, but I do mention in the book about Philip Morris taking out advertorials 
um, in the Australian. So the Australian is oh. independent. Oh. You can diss you can diss them all you like, but my book brings that up. Well, I'm in. Yeah, now. Like I'm f- paying a subscription fee. I thought I, my plan was I'll subscribe. Oh. I'll pay the one month. I'll read this article and then I'll immediately unsubscribe. Went to oh, you have to account. unsubscribe. You have to call up. You have to call them up. I know. I call I know. It's like leaving I'm the in. Scientologist. I'm never doing that. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm never, I'm never getting on the phone. I'm trapped now. <laughs> no, I've done that myself. It's amazing. You can't. Yet you have to ring them up, and Fuck then me. they do get a bit Scientology on you. Like, why are you leaving? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that. Like, it's, there's not going to be, like, a casual person at the other end. They're still going to try to keep you in. They're still going to Elrond Hubbard you a bit to stay signed I thought it was Australian. weird when I subscribed that I had to confess to every embarrassing thing I've ever done. So, yeah, I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm Number proud. one was subscribe to the Australian, to be fair. So. <laughs> you're into the long haul, Dasla. You're going to be giving the Murdoch press so much money. You're going to buy Jerry Hall a new outfit, a new wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really, I'd forgotten I'd subscribed and had an unsubscribed, and also I used some other email address, not my main one, right? And then I'm, uh, I, I go to this other email address I never go to, and I go look, I go, oh, there's something, you know, a receipt or whatever, and it was from, it was for my subscription to the Australian, and I hadn't turned it off for like years, and it was like hundreds of dollars. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I just oh. had to pretend, like, I had to block it out of my mind. Like, because what am I going to do? I had the same so, experience with uh, fit, fitness first, because when you join a gym, yeah. <laughs> they keep you in forever. Oh, I don't believe it. Oh, I don't believe it, Dave. Are you telling me you got a gym membership that didn't follow through on it? I simply don't believe it. It's true. That's, you yeah. know what? That's, it's such a tricky thing. I do a to-do list every day. The other day, I got three things done. And it was unsubscribing to three streaming services. Yeah. And I was like, it took me fucking all day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Australians one's good because it's like I'm on the $4 a month thing and the way they bill you is we'll bill you one $4 and then the next time we bill you, we're billing you $40. So they're not even do- – it's not even like month by month. It's like we'll bill you for one month and then we're billing you for the rest of the year. So I think they screw themselves a bit because you know how another way you can – oh. This is how you can do it without ringing them up. Mm-hmm. If you've paid through PayPal, what you do, all you have to do is open up your PayPal account page mm-hmm. on, on your desktop, and then you can just, through that, you can oh, really? just stop. Right. Yeah, stop letting it, stop letting it, like, take the next amount out, and it just oh. can't do it. But that kind of, like, the credit, and, and, of course, the other way would be to cancel your credit card. Yes. But the PayPal's a good in- <laughs> That's so extreme. The pay- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the PayPal's a good in-between one. The PayPal's <laughs> a way to do it. But here's the problem. Once you unsubscribe, because this has happened, I've tried to resubscribe to the Australian, mm. and it won't let me because there's that kind of glitch of it wouldn't You're let my registered. credit card go through it. Right, yeah, right. or something like that. So, so they've really shot themselves in the foot. I've done something a little bit like that before where I couldn't figure out how to unsubscribe from, from something. I just went into the details of my credit card and just changed it by one digit so they couldn't take any more money out. Oh, like, yeah, I've that's done. good. Oh, that's a good one. Now, but then I just good. get endless emails about, yeah. hey, I don't think your credit mm. card works. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, was, well, this is this is the best result I could come up with. That was the greatest day when I lost my credit card and had to replace it and, and the guide dogs, the Heart Foundation – they're all cut off because <laughs> because I've had the experience. I've had of, that happen. It's good. It's a hard reset. You just have yes. to. It really forces you to reevaluate. You just you do a full deep cleanse of all the shit that you. 
subscribe to that you don't need anymore. Wait, why did you turn against the guide dog? Is it the guide dogs? Is there some conspiracy? Should my yeah. next book be John Safran versus guide dogs? Yeah, well, no, finally, interesting. The, the finally, someone's it. no, no. Interesting. Why are people are faking it. They're just getting those dogs for, for a pet. The guide, the guide dogs are split down the middle. You know, there's two organisations that fight with each other. This could be your next book. There's oh, guide, yeah. Right. There's guide dogs really? Australia, and then um, uh, guide dogs Victoria. Yeah, and they fight with each other. Oh, absolutely. Which one of the oh, little just plastic like, ones in the supermarket? Markets. Which one are they? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't are they know. Just, are they just like the federal government and the state government? Is this, yeah. is this the same sort of deal? Yes, there's some kind of war going on in the guide dog world. But I mean, I, I only start those things because it's normally a person who recognises me and goes, oh, you're that funny guy. Do you want to sign up for the guide dogs? Then you feel bad. You, you go, yeah. oh, I suppose, <laughs> yeah. I suppose I have to now because you've, you've thought... What's the, you've what's thought, the schism What's the schism in the organisation though? What could they be fighting about? What's the, uh, do, do, do half of them think that the that you should have to wear sunglasses to have the dog and the other half <laughs> think you don't? Or, I, don't actually, I don't actually know. I don't actually know, but I remember I recorded a talking book for the guide dogs and they were talking about it um, when I was in the meeting with them about, um, again, work for charity I was doing and, uh, and yeah, they were talking about the... <laughs> oh, no, we're not them. They're different to us and there's some kind of... I don't know what it is. I have to look it up. The big the big right. schism. John's next book. Yeah. You know, but, um, yeah, one of those things you don't yeah. mention. Yeah. You don't yeah. mention. I, I mean, th- there's always things you can't mention with yeah. these people. I did I, I did a gig for Bunnings with Husey on Friday night on Zoom, and um, the woman goes, please don't mention the wood shortage. And I'm like, what's the wood shortage? There's a shortage of wood? <laughs> there's, a sh- there's a shortage of wood for builders. Oh. I'm angry about this wood shortage. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and uh, she's like, open up a packet of wood. Now we're gone. <laughs> and so she goes, yeah, we have to get wood from Lithuania, but don't mention the wood. So anyway, we come on. The first thing Hughie goes is, what about that wood shortage, guys? I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> don't mention the wood shortage, mate. They said, oh. How am I meant to build wow. more investment properties if I don't have any wood? <laughs> the wood shortage. I'm anti-wood. I'm pro-wood. That's so funny. The, the thought that... The thought that if you if they hadn't have told you, we, you guys both had half an hour on yeah, wood right. shortage kicking off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, speaking of reviews of this book, I I was asking a, a mutual friend of ours um, for things that uh, could be good to bring up with you, and she Uh-oh. mentioned that there's an Amazon review of your first book of Murder in Mississippi that you went <laughs> investigating about. Uh, I've got to I've got to slightly code it if you know what I mean. Sure. Uh, or I don't want to I don't want like my world to explode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Jesus, I'm so hyping this up too much. We generally don't like the guests to say the n word anyway. So yeah, I mean that's, that's just normal <laughs> for us. Yeah. <laughs> so so my first book comes out. So I've never written a book before, and I've like spent a year in Mississippi, like doing this true crime book or whatever, right? And then on the day of release. Uh, there's just this slamming review on Amazon, like at like 9.05 a.m. or something like that. Right. And it's just like bagging the book in this like slightly, like something's kind of up, if you know what I mean. You know, like, like for instance, it's making these bizarre accusations like saying that, uh, oh, God, there's nothing in this book that you can't read about in the press or whatever, when this was not a famous <laughs> case that I did. Right. And then, and then I'm but so it's just all a bit strange, and I'm I'm kind of annoyed, like in a way that I wouldn't be now because there's just so much, you know. But 
you know, it's like the first review. It's like people are going to go to my that site, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, and they're going to see that and they mightn't buy my book because of the review or whatever. And, and it's just like laying into me and it's saying, oh, John Safran thinks he's like Truman Capote and... But Truman Capote wasn't so self-involved and all this stuff like that. And, 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 and in my book, like, I make, a, I make a joke about Truman Capote, so it's not, like, meant to be taken literally. Like, I, mm. like oh, I think I'm like Truman Capote. Anyway, so I start clicking around wish list, like, what else he's reviewed. Yeah. And it's all this stuff, like, he's reviewed A Hunting Knife. <laughs> and then he's like reviewed like a shirt and then his reviews really angry he's like like had when it arrived the, it came from pakistan had i known it was going to be pakistan i would not have bought this because i don't want to support that sort of islamist government or whatever like that wow. and then he also complained he was complaining about the size because he'd ordered an extra large Hang on, but is this still the was, book or is this the shirt? <laughs> no, this is the shirt. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. So the guy had ordered an extra large, right, or an extra extra large, but it still wasn't fitting. And he was, and his only explanation for that could be that it had been sized wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Islam. like it can't have I blame been, Islam. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it can't. It can't. It can't have been because like he's, he's fat. too la- large yeah. for the extra extra yeah, large. He used his, yeah, he used his knife, to, knife to cut up a big full roast chicken and eat it in one sitting. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, so then I go clicking through and the shirt I notice isn't just any shirt. It's a T-shirt and I'll change the state or the city or uh, I'll say Detroit. Anyway, it's, it's like for this Detroit University football team. And so... That's like a very specific thing or whatever, right? And then I'm kind of thinking, like it's floating in my head. I go, there's someone in my extended family who I went... And they went to that university in Detroit. (laughs) What? (laughs) And i got to say... I, I don't. I reckon they would be too large for an extra, extra large. <laughs> and, <laughs> a smoking gun. <laughs> so it's your cousin but or I someone. I still can't. It's some relative. Shut up! No, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you idiot! Well, I don't know. I just said I was going to code it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was me. Whatever. Go on. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> so then. So then, I'm, but I still can't quite prove it. Like, you know, like, what can I prove? Like, I still can't quite prove it. But then, and also the name of this guy who's um, he's done this, his name is Hummus Man. He's the one who's like, done this bad review. That's Hummus. So I, so I can't prove anything. What can I prove? Because yeah. this person, his real life name isn't Hummus Man, so I can't no. prove anything, right? But I like click further around and then suddenly this page opens and instead of saying hummus man it's got real name uh wish list so it definitely is him right oh wow what the hell so then i ring up another relative (laughs) who's related to (laughs) who's related to this relative why isn't this the book fucking hell this is awesome and then i'm i'm squeaking over the phone i'm saying why the hell is he like dissing my book online? Like people are going to go to Amazon and blah 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 blah, and then and then this re- other relative puts down the phone, but I can still hear them talking to 
the offending relative. <laughs> Two yeah, hummus man. And I yeah. hear, yeah. hummus man. <laughs> shut up. The hummus man Shut up, Dave. Yeah. And Dave, just shut up because I know you know too much. You are banned from saying anything else. Yeah. So anyway, so I hear this other relative say to hummus man going, oh, it's, jo- it's John on the phone. He's saying you're like dissing his book and blah, 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 blah. And I just hear this squeak back, sort of like in the distance, and you go, John's just going to learn how to take criticism. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you got hummus manned. <laughs> and, and wow. And then I started watching, and then this relative, the non-offending relative of mine, said they'd try to get hummus man to sort of like change the review yeah, or take, take it, it down or whatever, right? Yeah. So that... So then over over the coming weeks, the review kept on being updated by him. And, uh, like it's a Kanye But it was being album. updated. <laughs> and, and I promise you I'm not making this up. The next time I look at the review, he's changed it to, um, like, uh, Truman uh, Capote. He was a great writer, blah, 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 blah. He, did, he knew not to put himself... In the book all, all the time, and, like and didn't ring other up writers. his own reviewers. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then, but the problem with the nonetheless the problem with Truman Capote is he didn't know how to take criticism, oh. and he often went <laughs> and and he often. And he, and he often went to reviewer rather than looking at the substance of the review. Wow, this led to. This led to him having a very bitter life that descended into alcohol and drug abuse. Wow. And that was his philosophy. Not unlike John Safran, yeah, basically. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I love Hummus so that- Man. Hummus Man's my new favourite. <laughs> so we need the artistically minded listeners, if we can get some sketches of what you think Hummus, Hummus Man. Man might look like. If he well, was the, if, we, if we can, you know what? We're just lucky Hummus Man didn't get a gig at the Australian and it was Mark Dappen instead because this could have been a... <laughs> oh, mild man was Mark Dappen. <laughs> and this this whole event caused such stress within the family. I, I can like because it just it became a vector for like other issues, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly, yeah. like everyone with their opinions, it was being filtered through this event, right? <laughs> then it's like a year later, and I'm in America because Murder in Mississippi. That was the book under consideration. It was being released in America under a new title. God will cut you down. So I'm in America to do press or whatever. Day after all this stress for a year, yep. Day one of release of God will cut you down in America. New Amazon listing on, yep. Am- on Amazon.com. <laughs> no. No. There he is. In fact, no. nine nine oh one a.m. Thomas <laughs> Man returns. No way. No way. Did he, did, did he? Did he just like update his review for American? Like put you in the word humor and I stuff can't like that? Like, now a new I, review. No, it was a new review. Now I'm kind of like got more of a sense of humor about it, obviously, but like. At the time, because it was like my first book, and it's like my business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. just rela- I was like reacting to it, like if I was like the local cafe and someone had said, "Yeah, oh, listen, there was cat piss in my food or whatever." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like you don't do your first comedy festival show of your entire career and have your uncle in the front row going, "Boo!" Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. And because yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Because we talked about uh, the book with you at the time when it came out, and the whole book is you being stressed about, you know, writing a book and going like, yeah, yeah. what do I know about doing this? I'm kind of out of my depth. So for him to just like basically rip <laughs> that out and put that as a negative, it's like 
he doesn't know what he's doing. He's like so. But nice. then I found out. Then I started doing Googling and I found out that Hummus Man had been like, and I had no idea this was happening. That for years, like on, if there's like a YouTube clip, um, oh, you know what I mean? Like Hummus Man's uh. like di- dissing me in the comments. And then <laughs> I did a, I, I knew, I couldn't prove this was Hummus Man, but I did a show at like the Athenaeum or something. I think it might have been for Murder and Oh, it could have been for Depends What You Mean by Extremists, maybe my next book. And. There was like this review on Ticket Tech where you bought the tickets. I don't know. Hardly anyone does this, but like when you go by, yeah, there are reviews there. There are reviews. Yeah, yeah, there are reviews. But but you can you can actually review on like the Ticket Tech or Ticketmaster page, and no one does it or whatever, right? But then, so I looked at it, and there's like after my first show, I think there was still a couple to go. There's like this like half a star, and it's like only like one person's reviewed the show, right? Here we go. And I can't prove, I can't prove it, but it's like again like highly suspicious because the whole thing <laughs> didn't make any sense. Like because I was there at the theater, and this definitely didn't happen. Where it's like, um, when uh, when John when I went to a show about extremists, I was expecting some serious political thought or whatever. But John seemed to treat it all as a joke and stuff like that. People were very disappointed that they'd come to this event and instead was just a guy clowning around about extremists <laughs> and and half a half a half of the audience left. Half of the audience left and we would have had we not been blocked in our seats and it would have been rude to walk by other people. What? Oh, wow. And so I was like, man, that's definitely Hummus Man, Hummus man Strikes Again. P.S. It almost put me off my Middle Eastern dip that I was putting my bread in at the end. <laughs> yes. What a terrible No, that's his show. sidekick. Come on, Pitta, come on, flatbread boy, to the chickpea mobile. Come on, come on, Tzatziki. Let's get out of here. Have you seen him? John, have you actually seen him in the flesh since any of this or at a family gathering? Have you seen Hummus Man at all? No. David, you're not allowed to talk anymore about this. <laughs> David knows. David, David knows, knows too, much. too much about this. Look, I'm at the very what, least. It, feel, it feels like we've got one new listener this week with you being on the show, John. Yes. So that's good. The homeless man listening. Give us a like and subscribe. Give us a review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Appreciate any any new listeners. No, he'll listener he'll come up with a new a new code where it'll be Baba Ganoush from now on. Of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll be listening next week, and you've like brought him on for counterpoint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really into him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like me calling up Dave O'Neill on school. Is you know John Safran? Now I'm talking to John Safran, going, "Wow, you know the hummus man? Fuck, what's yeah. he like?" <laughs> Bloody love hummus. Do we have his phone number? Yeah, you, you guys, Dave. You, you guys have. Um... So you've worked together for years and years. You and, well, you and off John. and on, off and on, and John got my dad on. Um... Which show was that where Kev featured John? That was uh, versus God, where he was there yeah. as a, a Freemason. <laughs> I did a segment where the joke was it was like I did this. It was this hyperbolic exposing the secrets of the Freemasons, and like so, all the editing and the ominous music and the thing. Like I was going to get in, get in deep and expose the Freemasons for their like satanic roots and their rituals and their things. But the whole time, I'm just like following Dave's dad around. He's a freemason. Yeah. <laughs> he took he took you, he took you to the lodge, and he opened up the boot of his cars, and there were ropes in there. And you're like, "Oh my god, there's ropes to you know <laughs> tie up the goat." <laughs> but it was funny because it was funny because um, dad, you'd meet dad at my parties, and when we'd go for dinner, dad and mum would be there sometimes for my birthday. 
And you'd always talk to Dad and say, can I interview about the Freemasons? And Dad's like, nah, nah, no way, I can't get it. It's all a secret organisation, I can't do it. And then I rang Mum one day and I said, where's Dad? And she said, oh, he's up filming with John Safran. So he came across <laughs> wow. he came across very quickly to the idea of uh, being on that did, show. Did you just... Did- John, did you just come around to his house every day and just change your handshake every time until you got the right combination and then he had to do it? Or? <laughs> I, did. I did. The best thing was that he felt the need to defend himself against my, like, bizarre accusations. Like, we went to, we went to like, Leo's Spaghetti Bar yes. because I'd read in a Freemason magazine that there was, like, because you get a card, like a discount card, a bit like a Triple R subscriber yes, card you if you're a Freemason. Right. And so you got, a, you, you got like, a 5% discount oh at wow Leo's spaghetti bar you just so like, we went pu- to, punched a hole so, in a little spaghetti on a card yeah, wow. yeah. so so you went to like just the regular we went to the leo spaghetti bar i took for the show i took uh kevin uh dave's dad there and then when like the owner comes up and they shake the hand yes. i get like overexcited and i go come over there come over there come over there and then I accuse him of doing a secret handshake. And Dave's dad has to defend himself. He goes, it was an ordinary handshake. And and then, like, I yeah, it comes up with the ominous music on the screen. Boom. 5% discount. And the spaghetti bar. Check how the Freemasons are all connected in this, help, helping each other out, out in this secret society. It was one of the greatest so, so things. So that used to be, like... Freemason used to be sort of our conspiracy sort yes. of thing. You know, remember 10, yeah. 20 years ago where we didn't have all the all these fucking insane people we've got right at the moment. It was all like a yeah. counterculture. Now it's like the front yeah. of culture at the moment. But that was like the nice conspiracy sort of thing. What 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 yeah. is the story? Now that we're – are the Freemasons even a thing anymore? Yeah, They're yeah. certainly a much smaller thing. No, they're, old, they're, old, they're, older, they're older guys. Like the, and that, that would amuse me when Gary Ablett Sr., the former Geelong legend, came out. And you remember he filmed that thing in his car and he was driving around talking about COVID and, and he mentioned the Freemasons. He said the Freemasons <laughs> were behind COVID. It's like it's such an old <laughs> yeah. reference. But what are you going to say, the Lions Club so next? So retro. Yeah, so retro. <laughs> And they're all yeah, yeah. they're all over. I did a I did a gig the other night for the Freemasons. You know, you know why? You know why he did that? You know why Gary Abler did that? He was shitty about not getting the five percent deal. Yeah. So he's like COVID on that. Now I did a gig for the Williamstown Freemasons the other night, and they're all over, mainly over seventy. Um, yeah, I'd say. So did they say? Did they say? Don't mention the lack of wood and yeah. everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention the goats. But you're so right. It's so weird how this stuff that was like the the fringe of the of the fringe of the fringe of the counterculture, all these kind of conspiracies, is now like yeah. it's the world. Yeah. Yeah. The stakes were so yeah. much lower. It's like, oh, if this this is just kind of like funny that these guys are out here doing this <laughs> stuff, and now conspiracy theories are like there are pedophiles I'm- everywhere. Yeah, I mean that's part of the reason. I mean there were several reasons. Part of the reason I wrote Puff Piece and investigated Philip Morris is because all my st- my shtick and my personal brand is now everyone's doing it to mainstream. Like the thing about hanging out with Klansmen or whatever, like that. Like remember when I used to do that? It's like, <laughs> oh my god, John's found this Klansman! I can't yeah. believe it. And people are like running around in circles on on Raspberry Cordial on Red Cordial. Like it's so insane. Why the fuck am I in a forest with a Klansman? And it's like, but now it's like. 
it's everyone's shtick. Everyone's shtick is like walking yeah. around, hanging out with extremists, and yep. you know, everyone's got a camera. Everyone's shooting a documentary. It's like finally, everyone caught up to you, John Saffron. Yeah, yeah. Main, everyone, it's like mainstream, and the same with the conspiracy stuff. It's like, yeah, remember when it used to be funny? When it used to be funny to go right. like that? <laughs> yeah. So, so that's so, part of the reason why, why, why I was like, oh my god, I've got to like, I've got to duck and weave and kind of come up with a like a fresh thing just to be sort of so. My brother works at a school in the outer suburbs, and it's like instead of people talking about footy now, these blokes turn up in the car park to pick up their kids, and they're all talking conspiracy theories, like tradies. They're just talking <laughs> instead of how, how good were the bulldogs on the weekend. It's like, hey, have you heard about you know uh, you know COVID's controlling the world and it was all planned and all this? And they all seriously talk about it. He said, he said it's incredible. Like just. <laughs> but what about when Alex Jones went mainstream? I just uh, it's just. Baffling. It, yeah. It's sort of like hard to re- rewind your mind back before this all became mainstream. And it's like, imagine like six years ago or 10 years ago or whatever, thinking Alex Jones, the conspiracy, was going to be like this major cultural figure that yeah. like people have heard of and he's kicked out, he's kicked off Twitter and, and all that stuff. It's like, it's just the strangest thing. It, or even like Donald Trump, I guess is strange. Yeah. Even Donald Trump, because he kind of like absorbs a bit of yeah, that he even if he's not You're like right. a classic conspiracy theorist himself mm. it's like it's all too weird so now that we are where we are where, where does that leave the freemasons so do we <laughs> are, are they just are they just are they no. like the boy scouts now do we yes. know everything no, about that, 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 yes i think they i think they are cut i think that yeah i think they are cut i think they're the like boy scouts for old guys I think they are. I think you're right. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but that, they, they're sort of screwing up a bit because their whole thing is like, hey, man, we're not the Freemasons you think we are. We're like, we're really open doors and like, you know, oh, we're right. transparent. And it's like, the yeah, wrong what's direction. Your point? What's your point anymore? Your only yeah. stick, your angle was that you were secret. As soon as you're not secret, like, yeah. who yeah. cares? It's they true. need to get secreter. They've gone the wrong way. And, and the costumes need to be weirder. You know what I mean? They weren't. They weren't. Yeah. There were no. Yeah. When I did the gig, they were just wearing suits. There were no, and there were women in the room, which is I've never seen before at Freemasons. There were. Oh my god! And your shows? Yeah, yeah. This, this is not a John Saffron book. You can't research this anymore. <laughs> That's this. This is their time. This is Freemasons' time. They should have been like as soon as COVID came out. They should have been like, yeah, we got the vaccine first. We've actually got it. It's uh, it's May two thousand and twenty, and we've got the vaccine already. Yeah, it's like, fuck. This would have this would have made them. Yeah, yeah. True. yeah that could have really been an uptake for membership. You're right. Like people, yeah, people like that. I mean, they could have been like me with the Australian, getting people in. Yeah, signing them up. What else yeah. are you going to do? Subscribe them for a year. Four dollars yeah. a month to join the Freemasons. <laughs> well, the only, the only reason my dad used to say that people joined in the fifties. And the bit of the 60s was it's the only place you could get a drink after 6 p.m. in Australia. Because, you know, the pubs used oh, to shut Oh, there up. we go. Yeah, and that's why, okay. that's why blokes there joined, to get on the piss after 6. Yeah. That well, was... that's well. again, again, if they started that in Melbourne right now, and if you could yes. get a drink there after 9 p.m., <laughs> fuck, yeah. that's how to get new members in at the moment. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Freemasons are exempt from lockdown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, all right, well. We'd better wrap it up for another week on the Little Dum Dum Club. Uh, John Safran, Dave O'Neill, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Uh, thank you for having me on. Sorry the book didn't piece. come through. I'll make, make sure yep. you get it. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. It's out now for people listening. It's come out the day before we're putting this up. So, yeah, yeah. go check it out. Go. I'm just writing um, the. I'm just writing the review. Bubba Ganoush man's on there right now. <laughs> <laughs> this piece of. That's all right, John. 
John, you go and write a review of everything tastes better crumb oh, yeah, from yeah. Uh, Dave O'Neill's book <laughs> from 2004. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to, if you want to come to my online book launch, you can go to the I think reading site readings great. great if you want. Oh, oh yeah, what's that's the date of that? September eighth. Yeah, yeah, September eighth. I think six thirty p.m. Yeah, great, great. Go check that out. Cool. Uh, Dave O'Neill, you've got a bunch of podcasts that people can check out. You've got The yes. Junkies with Kitty Flanagan. Yeah. You've got Somehow Related. Uh, go check out all of that, the Dave O'Neill Podcasting Empire. Somehow Related with Glenn Robbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. No, don't mention the wood shortage. That's all I've got to say. I think I'm going to mention the wood shortage in, on my future interviews here just to infuriate them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the Bunnings the will be listening yeah. on. It's caught fire. What the hell? <laughs> the Safran talking about Lithuanian wood shortage. For any of our listeners that end up checking out the uh, online book launch next week, I'm sure there'll be a few. See if you can wedge see if you can wedge oh. the wood shortage into the into the readings Get book that launch. In. Get that in, please. <laughs> Let us yeah, that's that's it's sort of like to show to show people that we've sent you from Dum Dum Club. Don't say, don't mention the podcast. Just uh, just ask about the wood shortage. Okay? Yeah, yeah. That's our that's our Freemason secret handshake. That's how you know yeah, yeah. a fellow Dum Dum fan because they're talking about the wood yeah. shortage. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks very much for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. See, see you, you next. Bye bye. And they've done it again. I've done it again. <laughs> uh, you notice a little bit of quality um, difference between my audio track and the rest of people's in that episode. It is because I once we stopped recording, I had a vague memory of a um, little blanket walking into my room and playing with the the knobs on the uh, the old roadcaster, and mm. then looked over and went, "Yep, that was turned down for the entire." episode so tommy's <laughs> had to use the audio straight off the laptop instead of into the microphone as you're hearing now but um yeah she uh did a bit of podcast producing this morning and uh i forgot to check and uh sorry about that everyone well, with uh, with skills of, uh, like quality. that she could be uh she could be taking one of our live shows when oh, we're finally back out there in absolutely. the real world she's got the magic touch She's she's got the um she could be the new um Numo, the new Webby. She could yep, be exactly you know, at the moment she's fucking things up for free. She could be earning money off this. So uh Bernie's kicked a big one, it's bounced off the back wall, it's hit the volume slider yeah. and it's just driven that all the way down. It's <laughs> Bernie yeah, everyone else has everyone else um kicked big ones. Bernie on my one, just uh chewy on my boot. And uh, kick the ground first. And I've just yeah. realised makes it even better when in the episode we're ripping on Dave O'Neill for his lack of technical prowess, Fuck. and you're Fuck. doing that into a microphone that's turned Jesus off. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh God! You uh, really do have to laugh. You really do Jesus. have to laugh. Jesus but, Christ! Hey, we are focusing on the wrong thing. Great to have Safran back on the pod. Uh, it's been a little while. He, uh, yeah, he's only been on a handful of times. Comes in when he's got something to plug. Great to get him back in. Uh, great to have him go off chops with that story. And mm. uh, yeah, always, always, as we've we've mentioned on the show before and in this particular episode, I'm I'm especially a big longtime Safran fan. So yeah, it's always awesome having him come back on the show. And uh, yeah. 
have a good time. Seems Absolutely. like he enjoyed himself. Um, and as I mentioned on the show, uh, the um, him being with Penguin, Bell Gibson yep. being with Penguin. Of yep. course, I, sh- I should have. I, sh- I tried to wedge it in. I didn't have time. Of course, I'm. I put out a book with Penguin, The Great Funny Buggers. So yeah, um, yeah, that's the, the holy mates. trinity of authors right there. Yeah, John Safran, yeah. Bell Gibson, Carl Chandler. <laughs> sh- you know what? To be fair, I think O'Neill would have had someone. You know, he's had a books out. One of them surely was through Penguin. That means you're the only non-Penguin. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in Funny Buggers, so I guess technically oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 part of the Penguin family. Sure. Imagine me just like turning up there under those grounds, being like. You know, might not recognise me, but uh, I'm actually I'm actually part of the I'm actually part of the roster. I'm yeah. in Funny Buggers. It came out about ten years ago. I've got like three jokes in there or something. Yeah, just yeah. wondering if we could you talk what? about what's next for me here in the Penguin family. <laughs> I reckon I'm going to take that back. I'm just googling. I reckon that Dave O'Neill hasn't got a book through Penguin. I think it was right. probably through other companies by the look. The competition. Of it. I don't think. I don't think it was through him, through them. No, I can't find it through them. No. no. All right. Sucked in, Someone O'Neill. else. Yeah, but, hey, go true. out, get yourself, uh, get a copy of Puff Piece. It is out now as people are hearing this, so you can go and buy it in the shops. Something which uh, I'm probably going to end up doing because I'm starting to seriously doubt that our review copies will ever <laughs> arrive in the post. Huh. So, yeah. yeah, I probably am going to end up paying money for this, but, yeah, happy to do it because uh, Safran's last two books are fucking great. Yeah, well, I mean, I could I could always do the tradition of um, when he comes on this show and brings books on is that I hurriedly go out and get his new book and read half of it to make sure mm. I know what I'm talking about and then right. run out of time just before record and then I never read the second half. So <laughs> I, could, um, I could do that again, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, great great stuff. Um, like a, Hey, look, we might as well wedge in a bit of talking Gibbo now, now that it's been brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no big news. No, no big news. Apart from, I, I did say a couple of weeks ago, I did start up an Instagram account, Bell Gibson Official. Yep. And look, I haven't been taking it too seriously. I've been putting posts up, but, you know, trying, sort of taking the piss. Not not trying to s- sort of impersonate her, putting pictures up and pretending I'm her, but being very silly about it. You, you've Having, plugged it on here and then you're now playing to the peanut gallery of people who've followed it because of this and you're trying to make them. Yes. Like, is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah. So having said that... I'm getting quite a few people that somehow have found it and are commenting on it like it's real. Great. Uh, like she's real. She's really on it. Or just abs- it, is, it attracts some absolute batshit crazy people as well, which I don't even know what they're talking about. Like whether they're um, pro-Bell Gibson, anti-Bell Gibson, pro-cancer, anti-cancer. I don't know what they're – I'm mm-hmm. trying to make sense of it all, but it is it is attracting some fucking – Mental people as well. Right. So, um, well, I guess, I guess that makes that, sense. I guess it's, it's like working. the sort of person who's going to think that that account is real. They probably, of course, it it's of course it stands to reason that it would be hard to make sense of what they're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they're of that limited mental capacity that they can see uh, you putting up posts using just a Google image photo of Bill Gibson and mm. talking about how you've got a cure for the yips, then yep. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Of course their messages are indecipherable if they yeah. think that that is real. <laughs> yes. So there's a bit of that happening, which is good. I, I guess that's. I guess it's working. I guess I guess this is what I wanted. I like attracting yeah. crazy people, so yep. I guess it's working. Um, 
one of the, one of the little update to to talking Gibbo this week is just a thing I remembered the other day about about reading the book. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a book out about her. A good book. Um, yeah. What I what I liked particularly, what, what a very good element of it is that when they went back and talked to the family because she's got she's got a mum, she's got a brother, and they've sort of gone to Clank. them and said, you know, what, what what do you make of all this? And they've just gone, oh man, what the fuck is she doing? Like. She needs to pull her head in, you know. What? What is she? You know, they're completely like just common sense going. She's yep. been a fucking idiot since she's a kid. She's always making stuff up and whatever. And the, and the the great thing is, she's made up stuff about them. Like she said, "Oh yeah, you know, I had a tough tough upbringing because, you know, I I sort of had to raise the entire family because mum wasn't there and she was sick and all this sort of stuff." And the mum's like. No, I was I raised everyone. I wasn't sick. I was there the whole time. And then part of her thing is like, yeah, I had to raise everyone. It was really hard because my brother's like, you know, severely autistic. The brother's like, I'm not autistic. That's Great. Not, that's but, you know, that's <laughs> isn't that just the kind of thing that an autistic person would say? Well, maybe. But I imagine would be her defense back to that. No, he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, this is what it is. He doesn't know what he's on about. Well, you know, I I do like that it's good. It's like it's not enough for her to just make up cancer about herself. She's got to yeah. make up new new medical conditions for the rest of the family as well. Right. Man. That's strange to do that and not be like he I mean when I say he's autistic, I mean he he used to be autistic and I cured him with my blueberry yes. pancakes that are in my book yeah. the whole pantry. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, he's autistic because he kept counting all the times that I would lie to them about cancer." <laughs> it's like, uh <laughs> <laughs> is that autistic? I don't know. I think that's yeah. just, you know. Yeah, he um, he counted my red cells and that's what tipped me off that I had cancer yeah, and had to go yeah. to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Gibbo. Yeah, so if anyone's Gibbo. got any um, scoops on Gibbo, please send them into the usual send address. Send them through. Yeah, we thought we had a yeah. lead of uh, someone who lives next door to her that we might be able to uh, do a bit of investigative journalism, Safran style, but uh, that that lead has gone completely cold. So that's it. yeah, if you've that's got it. if you've got um, any pertinent info for us, please send it through. Slight update of what we've been talking about recently is we did a live Zoom show, mm-hmm. and uh, that of course that's not coming out on this feed. It's not canon. It's no. not part of the official. Um, the official, uh, what do you call it? The official history, I guess. We were no, it's one of the dumb dumb novels where yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Luke Skywalker um, bummed Darth that Vader. It's, it didn't actually yeah. happen in the in the actual no, universe. Not in the universe. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, thanks to everyone who came along and had a look at that. Part of it was that uh, we talked to a, uh, one of the vloggers that I've been talking about recently that I've been sitting up watching Thailand vlogs instead of webcams these days, Paddy Doyle. So we got him on the show. He was he was live from the beaches of Koh Samui. We got to, we got to see what it was like over there at sunset. Very nice. Um, and so big thanks to everyone. What we did was we did a bit of a charity um, shout-out. Uh, we And uh, all of you guys that listened, we raised over well over three grand, $3,000 that went to um, his charity – Venture that was uh, feeding the people of Koh Samui. Of course, um, I think basically ninety percent of their money comes from tourism. So a lot of people um, out of work. And um, look, if you look at the stats, the employment figures of Thailand are very, very low. But I think that might be because there's no unemployment offices. So I don't. I've never right. seen a dull office in Koh Samui. Yeah, so I yeah, don't. Yeah. I think it's probably pretty hard to get. Uh, unemployment benefits over there. And from what I gather, 
you know when you would like travel around, Tommy, like you know, Costa Mui and stuff, and every even even when you're in the countryside, every two meters there's like a you know, there's like a fucking curry stand or something like that. It's mm-hmm. like I think everyone that just doesn't have a job just goes, okay, well, I'm out on the side of the road selling something, you know? Yeah, right. So, oh, yeah, I'm going to be making lunch anyway, so I may as well be – I may as well yeah. cook a little more and try and yeah. sell it to people walking past. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for exactly. sure. So, I for think, sure. so a lot of the people are uh, self-employed that way, and, of course, they can't really make – any money if there's no tourists over there. So they've been doing it very hard and the demand for food has been, uh, for charity, has been um, e- extremely heightened in these times. So um, thank you very much to everyone who, who chipped in to do that. It was awesome. Um, and, yeah. of course, given the given the currency translation, um, what you give goes a long way over there as well. So um, you've actually yeah, fed heaps and heaps and heaps of families over there. So awesome. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks for everyone who chipped in. And, uh, yeah, also thanks to everyone who came to the show. It was great. Mm. Uh, we hadn't done one for exactly a year, I worked out. And, uh, yeah, a lot of um, – it was – I, I got to tell you, it was weird to be back in that world of, like, getting stressed before a show but, like, just still being in the house and then it yeah. being quarter to eight and being like, well, time to go to work by walking over to the computer. Yeah. Like, just the yeah. stress of performing in front of people but there's no, like – crowd response you're not hearing people come in and kind of you know feeding off that energy backstage it was just me eating a curry in the kitchen and then being like all right well time well, to go turn the webcam on and do the show I, I was sort of the opposite i was i was already sitting there eating dinner and having a drink and i was like time to go to work hey don't say your name go to bed <laughs> so, <laughs> keep it down yeah <laughs> but yeah we had a lot of great guests uh yeah i hope everyone watching it enjoyed it um yeah funny you know what's weird about it is that you obviously doing a thing on zoom the way we do it you don't get the laughs like you don't so you you know you're performing but you're not hearing like laughter from people because we don't have people's mm. webcams and whatever turned on but what you do have is you have a chat window where rather than getting audible laughs you're getting much more like specific and nuanced feedback through text. So right, it's not yeah. like it's not like just ha 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 that was funny. It's like a very specific Oh yeah, Tommy would think that because of this. Like just kind yeah. of popping up on the screen after you've said a joke. And also yeah. shout out to the people who literally were just typing ha 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 when they were enjoying something. I enjoyed I, seeing yeah. that. Yeah. I know there there was a couple of points there where I where well like I I put out what I thought was a banger and went and quickly looked over to the text and went fuck I better see some ha 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 pretty quick <laughs> yeah yeah you better see some nice one chandos or I'm gonna fucking yeah, yeah. just go ape shit <laughs> yeah um, yeah so thanks everyone and who knows what's happening in the next couple of months maybe we'll we'll need to do another one um, given the situation of uh, the east side of Australia at the very absolutely. least absolutely. Mm. So, um, and, and everyone that's got a ticket to the many, many shows that we are currently unable to do, whether it's two shows in Melbourne, whether it's one show in Perth, whether it's one show in Brisbane. Um, yeah, for anyone asking questions, when we're going to do those shows, when we can, when we can walk yep. out of our house freely, um, yep. you'll be the first to know about it. If you've got a ticket, you'll get an email about it. Um, we'll try and let everyone know as much notice as we can, but it's probably not looking too good before 2022. At this point, I would I yep. would wager it's all up in the air. When we when we at the time of recording this, we don't even have a clear date of when we're allowed out of the house. Mm. Um, yeah, it's very hard to 
put anything in the diary. But, hey, thank you to everyone who continues to tune in every week. And, uh, yeah, send us positive feedback about these Zoom episodes we've been putting out. So I've been feeling pretty good about these ones we've been putting out. And uh, if you want more content from us, you can always get onto the Patreon and you can get yourself two bonus mini episodes every week. We have great guests come through and do those ones. We often get uh, quite loose-lipped behind the paywall and, uh, yeah, lots of people really enjoying them. Uh, so if you head to patreon.com slash club, you can get involved in that. Loose-lipped um, to our own detriment with a few fucking dobbers in there uh, yes. lately. So, yep. yeah, if you can... Um there should be a dobbing tier, but th- these people are not paying enough to be able to dob at this point. But anyway, no. so no dobbers as we speak. No dobbers. Please no Get dobbers. over there. Go to our website. Get a bit of merch. You know, if you're locked down, um, we haven't been selling too much merch lately. But um, yeah, get, go to our site instead of Amazon. Go to our site mm-hmm. instead of um, all that shit. Get some, get, go do some crazy lockdown shopping at yeah, our website. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but of, of course, um, join up to our, our Patreon uh, thank you to everyone who has subscribed, who is enjoying the episodes. And thank you particularly to a bunch of new subscribers, newish subscribers. Mm-hmm. Look, I'll be honest, these people have been subscribing for over a year, I think, these ones today. Um, mm-hmm. So let's 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 immortalize some of them in the in the in the We Have Their Money Hall of Fame. Yep. Read their name out and let's um, be a little bit funny after after hearing those those names. What do you think, Tommy? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm down for that. Mm, Something different this okay. week being funny yeah. let's do it mm. Mm. okay thank you very much to patreon subscriber number one cab off the rank this week lauren knights lauren knights yeah <laughs> okay with the K. lauren knights with the k at the front okay interesting mm. that's a yeah. good one where it's, it's like just hearing it either way that knights was spelled i was going to be into either it's yep. lauren lauren knights of the round table or it's lauren Lauren Knights into Lauren Days. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's, that's why I thought I'd better spell out the, that it had a K at mm. the front because otherwise it, you might have thought it was a little bit like, you know when Baywatch had a spin-off show called Baywatch Knights? So ah, uh, yeah, right. It, it wasn't like you're not going to see him on the beach because that's sort of weird to have, you know, to continue, um, you know, saving people's lives in the dark. That's mm. sort of a weird concept. It was more all the, all the lifesavers were out at, I don't know, bars and restaurants and stuff like that. It was all a bit more after oh, dark. Oh, okay. It was all the extracurricular yeah. stuff, the all the non yes. all the non life saving stuff. That's exactly. so because I never really watched Baywatch and I certainly wasn't really familiar with Baywatch Nights. It's it's weird to for that to be a spin off thing rather than you would think that should just be part of the show Baywatch. Like of course yeah. the life saving is the main point of interest. But in any show like that, you know, it's like ER or whatever, you still see in the people's Private lives a bit like that ends up being fed into the show. Sure, but I do think I do especially think that you know you know what 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 listener what fan feedback is usually like. If you saw half an episode without a, a red swimsuit, how do you think the the feedback would go? How do you think the socials would be for Baywatch? True, not yeah, good. that's true. I like the idea that when they're doing the when they're doing the Baywatch nights, like they're either out at the bar or at a restaurant or just hanging out at home, they're all still wearing the red swimsuits. Like, yeah, they never no, take well, them off. No, they've got them underneath. They've got the, like, the, right. the tuxedo over the top. Yeah, yeah. So but you, it's can, visible. you can still see them. Yeah. Visible. It's like a white shirt. You can see the red kind of bleeding through. Mm. Yeah. 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 And they're still carrying around, like, boogie boards or, you know, things like that. Just so you yeah. know yeah, the branding's still quite strong. Yeah. But, no, um, that's not what we're talking about here with Lauren Knights. We're talking about... 
uh, some cunt in armor on a horse. That's what yes. we're actually talking about. But I, I would, I would prefer it was like that, just so we know it was. It wasn't like the the daytime Lauren. This is like Lauren after dark. This yes, is like yes. the um, her just living the, her uh, life. This is like the sexy, the sexy version of Lauren. Just yeah. Oh, you know, during the day, Lauren's not too much of a fan of our podcast, but when it gets after dark, all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, actually, this show's not too not too shabby after all. I wonder so what she Lauren does Knights. do. It'd be uh, it would be crazy if it turns out that she is a lifeguard by trade. I would, I would that that now, yeah, I would like to see. Having said that, now I would like to see the Baywatch After Dark, where it is legitimately still the life saving version, where it's just some cunt sitting up in one of those huge, big fucking chairs with binoculars, making sure no one's dr- drowning at midnight. Yeah, just, and they're all the people that are are going to be pissed. Like they're just going to yeah. be the worst people, just really drunk fucking idiots going for a swim in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah just just a horny lifesaver who's just trying to save the life of anyone who's going skinny dipping. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and he feels like to get in the mix, he's got to he's got to go in and lifesave with like completely nude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so otherwise, that's so inappropriate. That's breaking the yeah. code. He's absolutely gone. This is the best. Like I couldn't get laid during the day, but if if they're skinny dipping at night, you know, and someone is unconscious, then I get to mouth to mouth someone that's yeah. already in the nude. The the perfect plan. <laughs> How many people do you reckon are there uh, in lockdown going for their one hour of exercise along the nudist beach, just like oh. st- strapping the mask on, <laughs> clothes off, to just have a little stroll along the shore of the nudist beach? Yeah, if, that's it's good. surely it must be happening, right? There must be yeah. there must be nudists out there just getting amongst it, but they've still got the mask on. That's a great yeah. visual. There must be yeah, there must be nudists just in the nude in their own house going, This is shit. I need to bring this shit on tour. I'm gonna get this out of here. Like wearing I'm basically wearing a house. I'm not really nude. I need to yep. be outside. This is like a yep. four walled outfit I'm wearing at the moment. Well if you're yeah, I mean if you're a if you're a nudist and like the community places that you go to hang out, be it a beach or a nudist camp or whatever, if none of them are within your five kilometers, like you're probably you know, you can't just you can't just nude up for your walk around the block. Yes. So you're, so you're just you're just hating it. You're just sweating bullets. <laughs> what? If, yeah. What if you like? Let it loose. You're like four kilometers from the nudist beach. So you just like every day you're just walking four kilometers. Then, oh, finally ripping the togs off, ripping everything yep. off, going yep. for a quick couple hundred meters, turning around, putting all Close the suit back, back on. on. Yep. Back Walk back home. inside again. Sounds great. You're, you're barely you're barely getting <laughs> ten minutes with your dick out. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah. I don't get out of bed for more than for less than fifteen minutes with my dick out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Linda Evangelista of, of nudists yeah, in lockdown. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well thanks, Lauren uh, Knights. Thanks, Lauren Knights. Um the after thanks for your after dark money. Um thank you very much to Patreon subscriber. Uh well, all right. Okay. So he's he's one of these sort of Frankenstein Monster versions where someone hasn't given their full details, so I've had to concoct okay. it off their profile name plus email address. So I'm I'm guessing that this is this person's name. It's not my fault. You haven't given the full name. So if this yep. is your name, I'm a fucking genius. If it's not my name, you're a fucking idiot. So okay. thank you very much to Patreon subscriber, Reese Keenly. Yeah, okay. That name so I feel like I've seen that name on the socials and whatnot. That sounds okay. familiar to me. That All sounds right, like have a, a look. That sounds like a listener of this who, yeah, I've 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 come across before. All right, I'm looking I'm looking them up. 
Reese Keenly. Reese Keenly. Hell of a name. Hell of a name. I, I hope it's real because it's if it's made up, it's like whatever. But if it's real, it's pretty cool. Keenly, I just don't think I've ever heard such a name. Uh, Reese Keenly. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, well, here we go. There we go. All right. What do you got? What I do should you got have looked us? this up first. Keenly seems to be his nickname. His full name is Reese Jenkin. So, okay, Reese. Reese, you idiot! You should have put your your fucking proper name. So Keenly's the nickname. So he's wet now. Now we get to work out what's what's been the genesis of that. What's he done right. to yeah. earn himself the nickname of Keenly? Something so jolting like Keenly. It's not a it's not a nickname that that you know that comes off the lips too smoothly, is it? I, it's got to be one of those nicknames where he said the word Keenly. And everyone's going, why the fuck did you say keenly just then? That's not even a word. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking maybe it's just like a, yeah, he's just known for being keen about things. He's just an enthusiastic, positive guy. But you would call them keen then. You'd call them Cameron Keen. You'd call them something like that. But keenly is so unwieldy. Yeah, he said like, I've done this very keenly. I've done very keenly into this or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he said... Um, I'll, you know, I, I just went for a, um, I went for a run and, mm. and they've, they've gone, oh, you got here quick. And I, and he's gone, yeah, it was a pretty keenly run. And they've gone, what the fuck did you just say? Yep. Keenly. And he's yep. like, oh, I just, oh, sorry. Is that not a word? And they've gone, well, it is now. Keenly. Keenly, and you stupid cunt. Keenly. Keenly. Like, All right, boys, you've got me. I'm changing yeah. my name on Facebook. All right. Oh, so, yeah. I accept so this is, it. This is, this is his <laughs> attempt to take back the name. Yeah, yeah, They've yeah. tried to give him heaps yeah. of shit. He's gone, no, I actually quite like it. I'm putting it on I'll Facebook I'll show you now. who's Keenly. Yeah. I'm changing yeah. my name to it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And they've gone, don't fucking do that. That's our name for you. Don't yep. fucking try and co-opt it. And he's like, no, 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 I actually really like it. Yeah. So right now this is – this is, and, and by putting it on this show now, this is really – he's gone too far. He's really pissed off his friends that thought they had something on him. They've, I hope he's they actually listen. defeated them. Yeah, they're just shaking their fists at the iPhone right now as they're hearing yeah. this going, fucking keenly, he's gotten us again. Yeah. That yeah. cunt. Yeah. yeah, fucking – they're going to start <laughs> nicknaming him Jenko. How, how oh, are yeah. you, Jenko? Yeah, just use his yep. own name as a nickname, just to fucking yep. try and get something happening. Jenkins. So he's, he's so you think he's Reese Jenkins by birth? Yeah, that's his name. That sounds more made up than Reese Keenly. Reese Jenkins <laughs> sounds no. sounds so Ke- much like a fake name. <laughs> <laughs> no, Keenly's absolutely bizarre. It's it makes no fucking sense. But it's bizarre and, uh, enough that it's like you could just go, oh, I've just never heard of that name before. But Jenkins is like such a go-to like kind of like character name from fictional media that it's just like oh, yeah. someone cooking up a fake name and just hasn't really thought about it at all, if that makes sense. Sure. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Uh, Jenkins. Yeah. Um, I believe I'm just doing a bit of digging, doing a bit of doing a bit of um, John Safran investigative journalism. Yep. Uh, I believe he's from Adelaide. I think he lives in Adelaide. I've been looking into this Patreon subscriber <laughs> called Reef Keenly. Oh, where think was that this? Might not be where his was, name. Where was this half an hour ago? Where oh was no, this two. I did. Half an hour I considered ago? it. I considered it, but it's. 
I didn't trust myself to not fuck it in front of the great yeah. man. I thought I'd get I thought I'd get stage fright. Because there's my I can't remember if I did it on this or the other podcast I do, but um my Husey slash John Safran, which is um Yeah, you did it here, I think. I'm pretty sure you I've did it. I've been getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Um, yep. I considered whipping that out, but I felt, uh, yeah, I felt a little starstruck and I felt mm. I didn't trust myself to do a good job of it. And also I'm this, able to do it now well because I just had an hour of listening to him. So he's like, you know, he's I fresh he's, in my mind. I think he's he's um, gotten less saffron as time's gone on. I didn't really, when he started talking, I was like, oh, you're a normal person. You're not the the, yeah. the John Saffron caricature I remember you as. Yeah. I think he's... I think so for the most part, but then once he got going on Mr. Hormus, I felt like we got, uh, yeah, I felt like yeah. we were getting a glimpse of the, um, yeah, yeah, we were getting, we were back into like music jamboree territory. Yeah, 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 that's fair. All right, so this is, this is why I think this guy's from Adelaide. Um, he's got two mutual friends and one of them mm-hmm. is the guy that runs most of the comedy gigs in yep. Adelaide. Now, yep. who's the other one? If you... Who's the other one? I reckon you can guess this. Who's the other one? And it's not a comedian from Adelaide. Not Who's a comedian other, who, from Adelaide. Well, it's not someone from Adelaide. It's not someone from Adelaide. So so oh. who would be someone that would be a mutual friend? I'm mm. trying to imply that this is a this is a comedian uh, that goes to Adelaide a lot. Nick Kappa. No, this is a comedian that goes to Adelaide or not. I would say he's even He's almost like an adopted son of of Adelaide comedy. Oh. Uh. If I had to pick someone that mm-hmm. identifies that I identify as, as um, doing comedy in Adelaide, that's not a comedian who lives in Adelaide. Okay. I would probably pick this person. Oh wow. Um. I can't even think. I said Kappa because Kappa is one of those people who will just be friends with anyone on Facebook who hits him <laughs> Yes, up. he definitely is that. Yes, but no, that's not him. It's, this is this. I'm tr- I'm trying to get you to pick the adopted son of Adelaide comedy. Yeah. Okay. So it's someone who's been on the show who's there a lot. Yes, we know them very well. Ah. Oh. Um. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Come on. Who does Adelaide comedy a lot? From you here, mean like from Melbourne, outs- outside of the fringe. Yeah, yeah, every all everything. They're they're doing comedy in Adelaide a lot. Um, Have for oh. years. They've been Adelaide comedying for years. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck! I'm gonna kick myself. I'm gonna hate myself when you are. When we all right, I'll out. give you. I'll give you. I'll give you the the ultimate clue. That you okay. you will pick. We tried to get them to do the last Adelaide live podcast, and they didn't do it because they didn't check their messages. Weirdly enough, appropriately enough. Oh, okay, yeah, Greg Fleet. That's it. That's right. It. Okay. Yep. Don't you yep. think he's the quintessential? No, I mean, sure, not but you Adelaide comedian, be- non-comedian. Yeah, but you but that was a red herring because he's a playwright now, so I wasn't thinking. Oh, of, of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. He's um, he's still he's still in um. You know, sometimes he goes over there to to try and wean himself off narrowing. Yes, yes. Um, 
By doing actual heroin to um, distract him. Yeah, Yeah, heroin is is the methadone of heroin. Yes. Methadone is the actual heroin. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, Yes. Well, thanks, um, thanks, Reese Keenly Jenkin. Thanks, Reese. Um, thank you very much to Patreon subscriber. Uh, gee, a name that you know this could go in any direction. Thank you very right. much to Patreon subscriber, Doug Smith. Oh, okay. I love the name Doug. I think I've talked about it before. Uh, it's my grandpa's name. Got a real soft oh. spot for the name Doug. Anyone called Doug? Um, wow, love it. But then you pair it up with Smith and it's like, what a waste. What a waste of Doug. Yeah. it's um, Well, I'm glad you've got some feeling for it because to me, whew, plain Jane personified. Doug <laughs> Smith. You think Doug's plain Jane? I mean, it's, it's, you don't really hear it around anymore, so it's at least got that for it. It's not really like dime a dozen. It's kind of interesting yeah. in the sense that it's like a generational thing that's kind of, that's kind of gone. From mm. the from the popular, I the the one thing I've got for the name Doug is this: is that years and years and years ago there was there was an AFL player called uh, a, a Footscray great called Doug Hawkins. For some reason, they had a thing on Channel Seven on the footy coverage where they, I don't know, I guess they had footage of him celebrating by doing sort of a bit of a dance or something like that, and they put it to music mm-hmm. and maybe they made a song called like Dancing Dancing Dougie. And for, one, for, for some reason, for some reason, one of my friends thought the song was called "Dancing Ducky," and I just, yep. I just loved it that they thought they just made a song about this AFL footballer called mm. "Dancing Ducky," just going, yep. "Oh yeah, because he dances no like a duck." Reason. It's like, well, yep. ducks don't dance. Yeah. Okay, they've just nicknamed him "Dancing Ducky." It's just, yep. <laughs> just, just phonetically great. I just love those two words together, "Dancing, Dancing Ducky." ducky. A dancing what if, um, ducky. What if this guy's name was Ducksmith? Would you be more into that? Now that's that's pretty good. That's oh, Duck yeah. as duck a first Smith. name is so good that even mm. Smith being at the end of it can't bring it down. It's yeah, still is... interesting even with Smith. And if you know what? In fact, almost the opposite. Like you if with such a with such an attention grabbing name like that, you do need a normal sounding name to ground it. Yes. To, absolutely. To contrast against it. There's yeah. no good Calling yourself Duck Wibba Wibba Bang Bang, like it, yep. it gets lost. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want now, duck, what did, duck Smith. What did the ancestors of Wibba Wibba Bang Bang do <laughs> <laughs> as a job <laughs> to earn that as their surname? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. That, that, maybe that's for another episode. I'm not sure. They, used to, uh, uh, they used to come up with the sound effects for the little comic strips that were chiseled onto the cave walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were the first they were the they were the very, very early people that invented um industrial light and magic and, and Skywalker yep. Ranch. Yeah. Yep. They were the Foley artists of their day. Yes. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> it. That's it. Um whereas yeah, Duck Ducksmith is perfect. That's um you don't want to be distracted. You wanna your your eyes need to be drawn to the dark rather than the surname. So Yeah. Um so that so sorry, I can't remember how we got here. Are we renaming this person Duck Smith? Is that what we're doing now? Well, yeah, it was just basically you saying you have nothing for the name, and then you mm. you told this anecdote oh, yes. that you so have yes. a great deal of Confirmed. fondness for the for the duck dance, and Confirmed. so dance and Ducky Smith, dance and Ducky Smith is really good, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, dance and Ducky Smith, yeah. 
Also, I like that now that his name's Duck Smith, it's really close to Dick Smith. So it might as well be yes. Dick Smith now. Yeah. 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 I ordered something from uh, Dick Smith the other day. Did felt you? good. I did. It, sh- it shouldn't feel good. He's a bit of a fuckhead. Oh, yeah, right. Well, he'd be, I ordered he'd, be, a, um, he'd surely be anti-lockdown. He'd be anti all of that stuff. He's, he's fucking crazy. Oh, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, right. I don't really – I haven't really heard too much from him in the last few years. Oh, he hasn't given you a ring? No, no. He didn't uh, – oh. I've ordered two things from him recently and I haven't, I haven't received a phone call to say thanks oh. for keeping the business afloat. That's a, um, that's a that's a shame because you know when everyone's in lockdown you you know it's nice to give people a call and check in on them and it's a shame that Dick hasn't um, thought of you in that way. Well, he's my single bubble buddy, so he's been coming around pretty regularly. <laughs> okay, yeah. right, right. So there's not much need to hop on the blower when we're already hanging yeah. out, you know, every forty eight hours or so. Well, I I guess you could say it's a bit weird that you've ordered something then if he's coming around all the time. Just get him to bring well, it over. Yeah, but that's what I mean. I've ordered it from the website, and then it's like. Oh, he hand, the, uh, hand delivery delivers Delivery options, it's like postage, click and collect, or ah. just bring it around to your house because you're <laughs> right. a single bubble buddy. Oh, this, I didn't know there was that option. Okay, I haven't, I, I've never <laughs> checked down that far on the Dick Smith order form. Well, why would you? Because you're, you're either click and collecting or you, you're seeing yeah. the first two options and you're thinking yeah. one of them applies to me, but I'm in the very, exactly. very small percentage of people who – actually has to scroll down that far to find the thing that they need. You're right. I, I, once I find my option, I don't read any any longer. It's like the old thing of, you know, it's always in the last place you'll look. Well, that's because you don't keep looking once you've found exactly. it. Exactly. So, do, yeah. um, do you want to guess what I bought from Dick Smith? <laughs> <laughs> Greg Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the same thing twice. It's something oh. that I've bought and then I bought a second one for someone else. Oh, God. And I will say the one of it that I bought, I have talked about it on the podcast before. Mm, headphones. No. Nah. Dildo. No. Nah. I'll give you one more guess. Mm, would be good if you could buy Dildo from Dick Smith. Because like <laughs> Dick, Dick Smith, it's like, you know, like blacksmith. Dick Smith could be like, you know, that's a term. That's a job. Just like a blacksmith. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a Dick Smith. I make dicks. Yeah, I make the dildos. I'd love yeah. to see like a um those shops that <laughs> That's great. I make dildos, I'm a dick smith. I'm a That's dick smith. Fucking great. Yeah. I'd love to see like the um you know, on a on a uh, in the equivalent of like an IRL shop where they've got the adults only section where you go through the like little curtain or whatever. I'd like to see an online store kind of try and replicate that for you somehow. Like sort of oh. what we're talking about. You have to like scroll down all the items and then get right down the bottom and then keep going. Something that kind of simulates the experience of like, yeah. you know, walking into an illicit back room and getting all the getting all it's, the dodgy stuff. Yeah, it's no fun online where it says, are you sure you're 18? Yes. Yeah. Who's clicking no? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I did that. I've told this many times, I'm sure, but I did that once when I was like 16. I went to like, I went to look up porn and it came up with like, are you 18? And I got really, I was on like the family computer and I got really stressed that if I clicked like yes that I was over 18 that like the cops would trace it and I'd get in trouble so I clicked no and it just automatically redirected me to (laughs) 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 disney.com which Which, is like perfect to be fair you were were probably looking for Minnie Mouse in the nude anyway so yeah yeah. yeah, that's the next best thing it's just like whoever's coded that website being like oh well you know where do you if they say they're not 18 like where do you send them it's like well yeah yeah Go to this. This is for babies. You can go here. Yeah. If, you're not, if you're not watching yeah. porn, you're watching yeah, Willow I, and Stitch. 
Yeah, I love that. That there's no in between. It's either it's either spread open vag yep. or goofy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's no in between. <laughs> um, I bought an air fryer for my parents on Dick Smith. Oh. Nice, nice. After have they, hearing me have bang on about it, they uh, they got very keen and I thought, you know what, I'll, they're like, oh, we'll get one. I was like, I'll buy you the same one that I have so that when you have trouble using it, I can at least talk you through it instead of them, you know, going and getting some different model that I can't give them help on. But, right. Uh, yeah. So okay. they are Great. loving it. Bit of, um, bit of uh, Dick Smith Air Fryer. Yeah. Yep. Mm. So thanks, uh, thanks, Dancing Duck Smith. Thanks, thanks, Dancing Ducky Smith. Um, thank you very much to Patreon subscriber Sam Nitschke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, N i t s h k e Nitsch. That's Nitschke, isn't it? Nitschke. Yeah. Yeah. I like this. That's, that's See, this um, is. Shares mm. the name with uh, the the the. What's he? What? How does he? He's pro euthanasia. Phil Phil Philip Nitschke mm-hmm. in Australia is a pro euthanasia. Whatever you call it. Yep, advocate advocate, advocate? for euthanasia. Sure. Um, mm. This is a perfect example of what we're talking about. You couldn't have Duck Nitschke. It doesn't work. No, you completely no. lose completely <laughs> lose the impact of the name Duck. If you're following well, it up with Nitschke. And, and especially if you were Duck Nitschke and you were pro-euthanasia and you're like, yeah, everyone should have the right to be able to absolutely neck themselves. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, is your name Duck? What the fuck's happening there with your name? Yeah. We're sort of a little bit distracted. Yes, but my grandfather is 95 years old. He's lost the will to live. He just wants the right to be able to end it all. Yeah, but run me through the first name again. What the fuck's happening there? Why did your parents (laughs) name you Duck? Is it after Donald? Is it after Daffy? Yeah. What the fuck is it? I'm a bit of a weird one where I'm pro-euthanasia, but I think that they should lower the age of it. Um, I want it now. Get me in there. I want them to make it 35. (laughs) Yeah. Is that that all that's holding you back at the moment? Is that you might get in trouble if you kill yourself? You might get arrested after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. (laughs) That is fucking crazy that that can if you if you try to kill yourself and you fail that you you can get arrested for it. That's insane. Is that a thing? Is, like, is that a thing that actually happens? Is there a, is there someone in the clink going, and it's like, what are you in here for? Oh yeah, um, fucking tax evasion. What about you? I tried to kill myself. <laughs> yeah, doing ten years. I'm actually getting the chair. Actually, <laughs> it's pretty this good. Is like. <laughs> This is a great. This is a great two people to be buddied up in a room together. The guy yeah. who's done tax evasion and the guy who's tried to kill himself <laughs> share a cell in this penitentiary. <laughs> yeah, but that's it, that's it. See, there's a funny fellow sketch. A guy, the guy gets arrested for trying to kill himself, and they give him the electric chair. <laughs> that's yes. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is really good. And he's in the electric chair, like. Oh no! This is oh <laughs> please. He's I like, can hate I? I've, yeah, you can have one last request, and they're like, "Oh, what meal do you want?" No, no. Can I flick the switch myself? Yeah. No. Can I? No. Can you turn this chair on, and then can you chuck me in it into a bathtub as well? Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> Just to play the odds, can I also have a noose? Yeah. While I'm in the chair, because look, I've look not to tell you how to suck eggs, 
but I've yeah. had a crack at this before <laughs> and it did not take. So trust me, yeah. you're going to want to be really, really stringent with this. Yeah, at the very <laughs> least, do you mind if I watch while you do this, while you kill me? Can I, can I watch just to get some tips? <laughs> can you video it just in case it doesn't work, <laughs> then I can watch it back and know yeah. not what to do, what not to do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, sounds. I can hear someone like outside it's, this. It's all happening. Hear someone, yeah, I can hear someone outside this room. It sounds like the person who wrecked my audio from uh, the podcast earlier. So, uh, oh, the tech, the tech, the tech get her in here and returned. get her in here and blast her on air. Yeah, <laughs> give her both Wouldn't battles mind. live Wouldn't on mind. the air. I'll give. I'll give it to a. I'll give. It, I'll give it a blanket, uh, Webby and uh, Numo style. Yep. Yep. Um, well, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks, Nitschke, for uh, accidentally inspiring a, a great new funny fellas sketch. Yep. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, the, the, look, the, the audio is only going to get worse from this end now that uh, I can hear someone is absolutely acting up in the background here. Mm-hmm. So um, we 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 better uh, wrap it up for this week. Maybe we can do one quick one. Yeah, one, sure. One more one. We are trying to, you know, usually usually I would wrap it up right now, but we are getting behind with, with uh, a lot of subscribers, yeah. so we should try and get through a couple more. So mm-hmm. um, let's uh, – now I can hear someone singing nursery rhymes, um, which is driving me crazy at the moment. My I found out my wife doesn't know how nursery rhymes go, so she knows some of the words, so she just sings them at a, with a different tune. Great. And it's driving me crazy. <laughs> She's just making up <laughs> – Freestyling nursery rhymes and like giving them a different fucking melody. It's insane. Um, yeah, that's great. But let's um, let's crack one more, one more, one uh, final subscriber. one. One final one. Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber. Oh, okay. God, this this is odd. But anyway, this is uh, yeah. Well, look, this will be interesting. Um, to just uh, in terms of like finding out what they did what their ancestors did for a living. Thank you very much to uh, Patreon subscriber. Comedy Wibba Wibba Bang Bang. It's <laughs> an interesting name. Interesting. Yeah, that is a really Com- interesting name. Yeah, Com- Comedy? That's comedy, a weird name, don't you think? Comedy Wibba Wibba Bang Bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. one of the best names Com- we've ever had on this show. Comedy is a weird first name. Comedy is we'll, we a silly agree. first name. Yeah. A silly first name. It would work better if it was like Comedy Smith because the Wibba Wibba Bang Bang yes. does... Sort exactly. of detract from how funny the exactly. name comedy is. Yeah. yeah, comedy ducky. Yeah, yeah. there we go. All, All right, bangers. guys. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, thank you for supporting the show on Patreon. Get on there, patreon.com slash club and get yourself the two bonus apps every week. Uh, yeah, head to littledumdumclub.com for merch and uh, all that kind of stuff. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. See, see you, man.